0: And I want you to watch it, like, sitting on a chair, like, with, with your eyes pried open, like, like in Clockwork Orange, and your mouth pried open so that I can just force-feed you puffs and just garbage so that you just get screaming diarrhea. Oh, I would, I would love that. Bad decisions were made,
1: and I was not entertained. We'll see if that fake news comes to pass. Maybe more excited to see the second half of the film which did nothing and went nowhere. Oh, mission accomplished. <laughs> I failed. We didn't have the chum bucket challenge. Mermaid pussy would probably be the title of this episode, but it's not going to be. Starting to go limp. Yep, starting to go limp. <laughs>
0: Sure, the mic works. Check, check. Up oh, there's the lines. Yep, good to go. Good. Good.
1: <sighs> let's start this show off right. <laughs> we always do. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. We gotta... Let, let's try and get trucking on this show, this episode, because I've got some recently watched I want to talk about. 2019 92. stuff. And, uh... So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get through the bitch and the roulette and, oh, let's bitch. I'm up first. Actually, I'm not. You are, but I don't give a shit. Um, so this morning, uh, you know, I do a conference call with my entire company. I try and keep working this private shit separate, but, uh, oh, 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 I'm a bitch today. Um, (laughs) so I come in and I, you know, I don't know about you, but my computer goes to sleep. I have a desktop. You have laptops, but I have a desktop. It goes to sleepy time. And yeah, so I come in and I'm off. like, oh, yeah. Right. You don't shut it down every time is the point I'm, I'm making. And I come in, I hit the mouse. Mm. Blank screen. Blank monitor. I have a TV for my monitor. Blank monitor. I hit the keyboard. Nothing. It sounds like the computer's doing something, but monitor, meh. Nah. nah. And I'm like, great. I got a conference call that starts in minutes. Panic. Ooh. So I... Hard shut down my desktop, like hold the button down, and it dies, and then I hit the button, nothing. I hit the button again, nothing. I'm like, hmm, last three episodes of movie freaks are on there that I haven't backed up. Hit the button again, uh. nothing. Hit the button again, it springs to life. Uh, still a blank monitor, nothing. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> Conference call starting, countdown, tick, 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 (laughs) it's starting in minutes. This is not good in more ways than one. Oh, panic, panic, pure panic is how I started my day. So I turn the monitor off, turn it back on again. Hey, some life, there's some colors, they look wrong, but whatever, and then it goes blank. Okay, so maybe we're just dealing with a monitor issue here. Yeah. Fortunately, I just so happened to have another monitor sitting here that I was testing out for my mom I get it up here quickly. Connect it to my computer. Computer is fine. Monitor is the TV monitor is dead, so I've got a computer monitor that I'm using now, and it doesn't look great. I have to. I don't have the HDMI hookup. It it has to have the computer hookup, and
0: yeah, and
1: it's a little bigger than the TV monitor I was using, but uh, it it's still it. The colors are wrong, and none of the presets look good, but it's like, whatever, at least I have access to my computer. Immediately hooked up the uh, the backup hard drive and backed up all the files for Movie Freak somewhere. There, there. you go. And that's going to be a new process from now on, since we're stacking episodes, I'm going to... Every week, as soon as we're done, I'm going to back up the files. Uh, usually I let it go a month, and then I back them all up, but please, please, I know I've told you many times before, never ever, ever delete your Movie Freaks files until the episode is released. After it's released and you've listened to it and it's okay out there, then you're free to do whatever you want because we can always go download it from... Uh, th- that means it's already in the cloud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. And usually I have it in two spots. I usually have one on my desktop and then one... And this is just my audio file. And then one up on uh, Dropbox. So usually <clears throat> it's two places uh, until I get the... Well, like you said, when you say... It's going to be released, or, like, the episode's going to be released today, or, like, even today, I'm like, I waited until we started recording, I'm like, I should delete the other one, because that episode is released. But, oh, yeah, that's a big fear. I mean, we are going, we're pushing 300 episodes, and not one have we lost. Knock on wood. That's crazy. I never expected we would get this far. Yeah, me All too. All right, well,
1: I, I I never expected we'd get this far without losing one.
0: yeah. Now, are you going to... I'm assuming you're going to go buy another monitor of some sort? I'll be on the hunt, but, I
1: mean, this monitor works totally fine. It's actually, like I said, it's a little bigger than the one I was using, but the other one was a a television. Yeah. So I had it hooked up through the HDMI port, which just made a nicer picture, because sometimes I'm watching movies on my computer.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: We'll be talking about a lot of those today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh... You know, having it hooked up with the actual computer hookup with a computer monitor, it just... The picture is just not as good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I...
1: Round two a Bitch Sesh for me. Hold on. This is good. Uh, so, it's my day to get the kids to school. Uh-huh. Here we and go. Then, you know, this one went, uh, went very well this morning. They stayed out of mom's way. They weren't, you know, she was getting ready for work, and they they didn't uh, nag and nag and fight and fight. They They were very organized and it was good and then when it's three minutes till we're ready to walk out the door hey dad it's picture day
0: oh
1: nobody tells me nobody tells me nothing like well go get nice clothes on i guess and oh, i can't find anything uh-huh. and so i'm looking through the dryer and what pops into my hand oh eugene Eugene (laughs) the temptation to send both of those boys to school wearing their own movie freaks shirts was over fucking whelming (laughs) I I I just oh I so bad wanted to do it and I was like I better not so uh, I've told him before not to wear them to school because they have blood on them and you know yeah you know the design I'm yeah. like, ah, eh, maybe they'll get freaked out. But then there have been a couple times where I picked them up and they're wearing those shirts. I was like, okay, I guess grandma thought it was all right to pack you off to school wearing those. And nobody complained from the school, but how funny would it be to flip through that yearbook and one year, two boys there wearing those movie freak shirts. <laughs> I, oh, I was so frickin' tempted, but I was like, ah, I'll let it go this year. But if it happens next year, we're three minutes to go out the door and they go, daddy, picture day. Fuckers are wearing movie freak shirts. There you I go. To, I, I I'm yep not Somebody else should have prepped this the night before. <laughs> or at least let me know so I could prep it the night before.
0: Did you, uh... So, did they actually get decently dressed for picture day?
1: Yeah. yeah it was only about... It's only about the shirt, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm an absolute fashion victim. I dress the same way I did in eighth grade, for fuck's sake. Uh, some stupid nerdy t-shirt and jeans. So, when they come down... I tell them to dress themselves. And they come down wearing this, that, and the other thing. I...
0: And there went Eric. Oh, and huh? he's back. Oh, I lost I, you for I got a, a
1: second. F- a phone. Now a phone call came in and automatically put me on hold. Uh, I just hung up on him. Um. So anyway, I call him back and I, I it never <laughs> fails. Never fucking fails. Uh, it, it really only. What was I talking about? Oh, so they come down. They're all mismatched in wrong colors. And Mom and Addie are like, you can't send them out like that. I'm like, I, I don't see what's wrong. They're, they're. Six and eight, and the style these days is everybody wears mismatched socks and mismatched every. Who gives a shit? It's not mm-hmm. like they're wearing plaid on top and striped pants or something. They're just wearing some pants and some shirt. Who gives
0: a shit? It is funny because I'm the same way. I I, I dress the same way as I did in high school: concert shirts, movie shirts, and jeans. There you yep. go. <laughs> in the winter, it's a biker How are jacket. You? Oh I I because of karate which just whipped my ass last night. I overslept this morning, which I do not like to oversleep. Uh however, I feel good, I'm chipper. I'm chipper because I always slept in, but you know, I'm frantically trying to get ready and you know Hudson is still not feeling good, he's been sick since Thursday, but it's like the one ear ninety-eight degrees, the other ear ninety-nine, you're going to school. Bye bye. Yep. But I That's was, you know, shaving cream dripping off my face and just uh, – uh, tower. Uh, I looked awful. The kids are trying to say goodbye. To, it was organized chaos as usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And so this is the last – This is this is Fat Tuesday, by the way. So I'm going to be indulging today I've, because tomorrow is Lent. I've heard that a couple times today. What is Fat Tuesday? What does that mean? Fat Tuesday is – to me, it's when you pig out because Wednesday, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, which is in the Catholic world uh, and some other, I guess, some other denominations. It's you fast for 40 days. And so the family, were, we're like, oh, we're, let's do this. So tomorrow it's it's fasting time for me, which by fasting, I'm not eating ice cream, which is actually going to be very difficult for me. I eat ice cream every day. Really? Uh-huh. Pretty much every day, I that's my that's my little go-to. I have not much, but I that's my little craving thing there. So okay, yeah, uh,
1: well, fair enough. Good on you.
0: Yeah, but I yeah, it's uh, it's interesting this the what all the stuff means and whatever. And so oh, and then tonight I'm like oh, and I gotta go to karate tonight because I'm testing for another valve on Thursday. <sighs> it's every night, every night I'm busy anymore, it seems, but. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm well, well aware. Every time I send you a
0: text, it's a good four hour wait.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and last, see, here's, here's actually why I overslept. Is One, I had karate last night, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm only going to watch the first hour of this movie, and then I'll finish it tomorrow night. That way, because I'm, like, I'm guessing I'm going to like this movie, and I don't want to fall asleep halfway through it. Well, I happened to love the movie, and I stayed awake for the whole thing because it was so good. Then I got to bed late and immediately fell asleep, but then I I slept in, and then uh, it just pisses me off. Are we going to get that movie review today? Oh, we're going to get that movie reviewed. I wish you could watch it or would have seen it already because I'd like to go spoilers on it. Um, But anyway, we'll... We'll get there in recently watched, but that is like my number one movie I want to talk about in recently watched because it is one that you will be enjoying. I am sure I, it screams you <laughs> even more so than me, that's and it's awesome. Yeah, we'll get there, but um, yeah. that's my. I mean, I I don't have much to to bitch about. Um, I mean, sleeping in isn't really a bitch ma- a bitch thing for me, but um <laughs> I know what you mean, And I, sure. I could tell. I'm not sure how your boys are, but I could just tell like. Oh, I'm still kind of coughing, and my ear is ninety. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I see what you're doing.
1: I want to lay on the. I want to lay on the couch today and watch yeah. TV. Yeah, and I want, I want.
0: Yeah, I want, I want. I want to interrupt your podcast. I want you to help me build Legos. And no, no, no. I, I'm busy. I got stuff I got to do. As soon as I'm done with the podcast. I just. I'm busy. And off to you. school you go. Bye. <laughs> yep. okay.
1: We need to move on. We need to move We've already... We've gone our time already.
0: Mine. <laughs> oh, um Are you ready for the roulette? I am. I'm Eric. And I'm... Well, from the looks of it, I'm... Thin, ugly hair.
1: <laughs> and here's the roulette.
0: It's time to spin
1: the wheel of the movie roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough.
0: Nice. guess I... Su- well, he's talking. I guess I suppose I could... I could talk and if he wants to include this then great. On Voodoo there's an indie film sale translation. It's Miramax stuff. $4.99 a title. And so I'm like you know there's some stuff on here I could... $5 though. Seeing Venom from 2005 uh, that would be a good one. Existence, Cronenberg. 5 bucks. Um... Oof, man, and then the all the Hellraiser stuff, the, at least the, the direct-to-video ones, which I uh, have them all on Blu-ray, but boy, wouldn't it be nice to have them on digital. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, uh-huh. uh, there's some good stuff. Oh, man, this is tempting. Very tempting. They, the West Cra- Craven Presents They from 2002. That was, I recall, kind of creepy. Um Hello. What else I we hear got you. here. Do you hear me? Um Good God, you I... sound awful. What
1: do you mean I sound awful?
0: Oh loud <laughs> gurgle gurgle. I... There we go, now it's back to normal. Oh you sounded like uh oh. Beezlebub.
1: Yeah you're welcome, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I still can't see ya.
1: I was, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm hitting buttons.
0: <laughs> I don't know why it's not what else we got here uh, ooh City of Men I haven't what seen them. Uh, what are you doing oh I'm just oh. looking on voodoo while you're doing the phone call thing I'm like eh, what do we got going on here
1: uh, I, I'm going to try and fix this camera issue, but uh, this episode of The Roulette, uh, it's term life up against man killers, and you're up first. Tell me what's uh, what's going on with man killers.
0: Man killers from... Uh, well, bear with me here.
1: Oh, uh, the whole time I'm on a phone call, I <laughs> couldn't bother
0: to type it in. Well, I had to hop on over to Voodoo because... reasons. Uh, man killers from 1987. David A. Pryor directed this, and he also made the fantastic, um, Sledgehammer from 1983, and, uh, Deadly Prey and Killer Workout. Um, well, I'm not sure if he made them. He, let's see what he, uh, he was involved in those versus, like, directing. I do know that he, yeah, Sledgehammer, Killer Workout, Deadly Prey, um, Oh, I've seen uh, way too many David A. Pryor movies. Way far too many. Oh, female CIA agent is assigned to train and lead an all female squad to Columbia to stop a renegade agent who has fired, who has hired himself out of, out to a drug cartel. Uh, I mean, I suppose that's what it's about. It's, it's basically this should be called padding the movie. It's, it's not bad. Um, The quality is, VHS terrible, I, I I need to see a real nice Blu-ray of this bad boy. Um <laughs> eh, This lady, blonde lady, she goes to this prison, and I mean, we spend entirely far too long getting to know her elite squad of, of death row inmates. I mean, each one has to, here's my name, here's one here, here, oh, and it goes on and on. I wasn't I wasn't overly bored. I'm like, I'm still with you. Keep talking and talking. Oh, do they talk? Do they talk? And then they train like one of those rocky, um, rocky montage type training sessions. And then, uh, CIA air renegade agent, whatever. And then the big, the big square off with these, with these tough broads. And then the, it all takes place in what looks to be an old abandoned dump. Uh, so we go from a couple rooms of substituting for a prison to a dump. Man killers. That's man killers. We're lots of running around, shooting, yelling. Uh, violence, nudity. Scantily clad. Um, no, uh, uh-uh, I don't believe so. Huh? No, no, let's, no, we don't do that. Uh, and, uh, like, if I remember it, correctly. That, kind of, that, that, t- that title and that, that cover, I need to. I need some gore and some yep. some nudity. Yep. Uh ah, you don't get really either of those, but you get shot on film, I guess, even though it's VHS quality. I it's funny how like I I didn't hate the movie. It's it's terrible, but I didn't hate it just because it's got that eighties feel to it. Um uh, mm. but it could have it it could have been like a trash, tastic, awesome gem. But they yeah, they didn't include what makes those movies so good. There's the, the, the shell is there, but you you didn't fill it with meat. So it's just I a face. Gotcha. It's an empty pot pie. <laughs> it's a vegetarian taco. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's Especially that cover is just wonderful. They just they mm-hmm. didn't follow through like they should have, but eh, it, was, it was harmless.
1: I got you, but you've saved me time because when it comes to those kinds of movies, that's what I want, and if I'm not going to get that, then I feel cheated.
0: So, yeah, and you yeah, would, yeah. yeah it's... You. It again. It's not awful. It's just it should have been. I can't believe that they wouldn't have included a little bit of that stuff to make this like you know like what we're watching those movies for. Right. But coming anyway. soon. Eugene reviewing Man Killers on Scream Factory Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd buy that. <laughs> and I see that Slasher Video released it on Blu-ray already. But they're notorious for for upresing VHS. Rep stuff. So no, 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 no. I need a, a quality label slasher video. I've got, I've fallen prey to them several times. Uh, fool me once, twice, three yeah. times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. Over on my side, term life. Uh, a guy wanted around town by various hitmen hopes to stay alive long enough for his life insurance policy to kick in and pay out for his estranged daughter. That's not the synopsis I would have gone with at all, but okay. Uh, Directed by Peter Billingsley. And starring Vince Vaughn, Haley Steinfeld, Bill Paxton, Jonathan Banks, uh, Jordy Mullah, Terrence Howard, John Favreau, Mike Epps, Taraji Henson. Name after name after name after name was in this movie, and I... Where do I come down on this movie at the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's a positive score. It's not one that I would say you should hurt yourself to watch, but it's one that you will m- be mostly painless to watch. There's a little section in between the first and second acts where he's reuniting with his daughter, and they're really playing up that she's 16 and has attitude and daddy issues, and they fight and bicker and argue, but it only goes on for about 15 or minutes or so. Uh, they were really losing me during that part. I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, but... And it's not because it was unrealistic. No. That was realistic. You just don't want to see it in a movie. I don't come to heist movies for realism, thank you very much. Especially starring uh, Vince Vaughn as your main guy with a goofy haircut. Kind of a little bit of a bowl cut. It's a little Mm. weird. But they're trying to make him hip, I think. But... After that, and it really, out of the entire movie, it might have been 15 minutes. Once she flips and starts getting over her teenage bullshit, uh, the movie is actually entertaining. And it's got good actors in it, and it's just name after name after name pops up. I'm like, holy shit, they got that guy. Uh, you might not remember, I think it's Jordi Mala here. Uh, yeah, Victor. Uh, you might know the, not know the name off the top of your head, but he was the bad guy in Bad Boys 2 uh, and the, one of the bad um, hunter guys in Riddick 3. Oh, yes. Yes. He's awesome. He's awesome. – yes, he's awesome. He's one of those actors. You and I are – as soon as he pops up, yes, I'm in. He's Spanish, right? Yep.
0: Yep. He's cool.
1: He was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Peter Billingsley as a director, I like. And so by the end of this, I'm like, I root for this movie. Like, we always often talk about, oh, they got so-and-so for a weekend. Well, here they got 15 people for a weekend, you know? So yeah. even when they're only in the film for a little bit, or a couple of scenes here, a couple of scenes there, it, it, Billingsley put it together in such a way that it feels like an all-star cast. And he probably did it on a pretty meager budget, I would say. So it's basically just a heist movie, a whodunit, a, a, a oh, what's the word, uh, wrongfully accused film. That's what it is. But it was entertaining. I dug it. There's some unbelievable stuff in it, but who gives a shit? It's a heist movie. Yeah. kind of thing. And uh, what was the other thing that annoyed me? Definitely negative points for this. There are certain scenes with the bad guys, uh, that Mala guy that I was telling you about, and he is Spanish in the film, so there are certain scenes where he's talking to his henchmen, and they're talking in Spanish. And I'm like, huh, oh, no subtitles. So I went and turned on the subtitles, English subtitles. Nothing. So there's a couple of entire scenes where they're just talking Spanish, and. Oh. Uh, I wonder if that's a glitch. I've, it very well could be a Netflix glitch, but there were, I, I knew just enough high school Spanish that I was able to pick out just enough of what I think they were saying mm. and they didn't go on too terrible long, but it still was like, come on guys, either keep it really brief and it's a mystery thing or tell us what the hell they're saying.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that was a, a glitch. If,
1: if I had money to throw down on a dumb bet, it would be that that was a, a glitch. Yeah. So anyway, it's worth a watch. Keep it in the queue. Might be a uh, okay wife movie, uh, but eh, for a roulette, totally painless.
0: Other cool. than Vince Vaughn's haircut, I mean, what was
1: going on there? I...
0: <laughs> oh, he Scooby. yeah, he, it doesn't. Most of his hairstyles don't really, really work anymore. Uh, although <laughs> uh, Brawl and Cell Block. 99 or whatever, that one there, he was just bald with a big cross tattoo on his back of his head. That worked. Otherwise, oh, it's, I it's David movie. Spade territory. Th-
1: it, it did make me sad to see Bill Paxton again, because he, since he's passed, it's the first time oh. I've seen him since he's passed. And, and he's in this movie a fair amount, and it was, oh, I miss you, sir. I miss you. And, you know, this is the first time that I've seen, uh, uh, when did Cell Block 99 come out? Oh, a couple of years ago, at
0: least. This is 2016. Oh. Did this come out after that? Uh, I think it came out before. I think uh, that was afterwards. I am going to say oh, Cell Block was like 2017 or 18. And then Dragged Across Concrete I hope was so. last year. He
1: was in that as well. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, I'm looking here. Ah. Uh... Term Life, 2016, Cell Block 99, 2017, Dragged Across Concrete, 2018. Okay, so fair enough. Yeah. But I I, I only bring that up because several times while I was watching this movie, I was like, man, you were so good in Cell Block 99. I know Vince Vaughn can act, and I know he has range. I'm not saying he mailed it in here or anything like that. He did a fine job of acting, but... In, like, Cell Block 99, that was next-level Yes, it depth was. of emotion, like, in his face and, and everything. It just, it was a next-level performance. So, it, it would have been disappointing to me if this had come after Cell Block 99, but it didn't. So, we're good. You're always growing. You're always growing. Okay, we gotta move on. Next round.
0: Okay, heading your way first is The Last Thing He Wanted. From 2020, a new movie... Uh, hour and 55 minutes. A veteran DC journalist loses the thread of her own narrative when a guilt-propelled errand for her father thrusts her from byline to unwitting subject in the very sh- story she's trying to break, adapted by, adapted from Joan, uh, uh, whatever, some novel. It's, yeah, Anna Hathaway's in it, Ben Affleck, Rosie Perez, uh, oh, uh Will, Willem Defoe's in this. Pretty good cast. And directed by D. Rees. And uh, oh, what else has she done? Variah. Uh, and Mudbound, which I believe that was like one of the best movies of 2017. I never got around to watching that, though. Mm. Anyway, there you go. I would bet that that's... I, I'm not sure if you're into a. Drama type thing, but I bet that's going to be pretty good. Next up is The Recall from 2017. Hour and 30 Minutes. Uh, when five friends vacation at a remote lake house, they expect nothing less than a good time and aware that planet Earth is under an alien invasion and mass abduction, starring Wesley Snipes. And R.J. Mitty. Uh, directed by Mauro Borelli. And... It shows uh, without,
1: on IMDb that I've already clicked on Maro Borelli's name. That's terrifying, because I don't remember mm-hmm. why. Let's take a look. He, hey, he was uh, an
0: art, de- art department on uh, some Star Wars stuff. So there's that. And, and I yeah. also
1: clicked on the director button, so let's see what that shit show was.
0: Not a damn thing. <laughs> take a chance. Take a chance. Lastly... Dragonheart Vengeance. Um, You're such a bastard. Here's your safe pick.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> Our, yeah. Th- I haven't seen the last four Dragonheart movies, but let's jump on this one. Oh, yeah. That's uh,
0: <laughs> Lucas, a young farmer whose family is killed by savage raiders in the countryside, sets out on an epic quest for revenge, forming an unlikely trio with a majestic dragon and a swashbuckling, sword-fighting mercenary Darius. woo I mean, that starring Joseph Milson, Jack Kane... That's stacked. Stacked. Ivan Selvastrini, he directed it. He also made um, Monolith and uh, Tell No One. A couple of short films. And uh, I think that's your safe pick. (laughs) Back to you now. (laughs) Back to you. I'm checking the parent's guide to see which one I'm going to pick out of this. oi yeah, uh, Good spread. You got you got a, a drama thriller, you no. got a science fiction movie, and you got a fantasy. And you got varying Literally ranges first, of ratings. You got some star-studded first, movies. Um, first
1: three things that popped up on Netflix. You're like, bing, bing, bing that, that, that. Okay, coming your way. Uh, <laughs> Girl on the Third Floor, this is your as-demanded horror film. Netflix. A husband with a bad track record tries to start anew by renovating a rundown Victorian home for his family, only to find he's tackled a house out of hell. Starring CM Punk, which means nothing to me, but something to you, because I've heard you mention him before. Uh, Next up, White Chamber. Also on Netflix. When a civil war ravages the UK, a scientist awakens in a futuristic cell and is tortured by her captor for information she claims she doesn't possess. I kind of watched the trailer for this. Felt a little... Cubey, cube ish, you know what I mean? As far as like a low budget film, but maybe uh, some good potential there. And lastly, I'm throwing you First Love Again because of a Takeshi Mike film. Mm. And that's on Hoopla. So there is a good spread.
0: Uh. As, as, as
1: researched, researched in
0: depth and, and requested. Uh. Uh, what do you want? I mean, I'll take the CM Punk thing, uh, because he's in it, and i got to support my man from wrestling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, and I, I'm seeing here on the recall, it says, uh, Very brief nudity, and it's rated R, so I'll take that. I'll take the recall over Dragonheart. The last ah. thing he wanted... I didn't know anything about that one, but Ben Affleck and uh, I'll throw, I'll add that one into the queue. I'll check that out. But two hours for a roulette? And I'm not feeling that this week. Okay, well, I, I think mean, they what were did all you want picks. me to pick? What What did you? No, they weren't. What did you want me to pick? Have you seen the last four Dragonheart movies?
0: I saw the first one. <laughs> yeah, me too. There were there were four sequels after that. Uh, no, but it might just be like in a like it's its own universe where you just jump in head first into that swimming pool without water, <laughs> without water. Right.
1: Uh-huh. Turns out it's 75 feet deep too. Uh, <laughs> all right. There you go. Next episode of the Roulette uh, it will be the recall up against girl on the third floor. Are you ready to move on to our top 10 of 2019? Yep. All righty, sir. Kick us off. Uh, how did you feel about 2019 as a whole on, on cinema?
0: I liked it. I thought that 2019 was actually a really good year. Uh, now, there weren't quite as many, like, perfect, perfect movies, but there were a ton that I either really liked or loved. So if this, actually making this top 10 was pretty difficult for me, and i I... I I actually have no idea what's going to be on your list. I'm not sure if you have any idea what's going to be on. I'm guessing you probably can figure out a couple of them already. But uh, I, I thought that this was a pretty good year. What do you think?
1: I thought it was a good year for cinema, and I, 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 I really enjoy all the movies on my top ten. But I don't feel great about my top ten. I feel, on any given day, my number one and my number ten could swap. It's that. Close, mm. You know what I mean? It, it, so putting them in order from 10 to one, I feel weird about it. it I, I, this year, just this year, it, because I, I don't know, it, it feels like I'm really committing to this was a better picture when mm-hmm. I'm putting movies above other movies that are clearly not better films, but I'm going to here we talk about this all the time. Rewatchability is a huge part of this list. Because there are movies on here that are nowhere near as good as other movies, but they're rated higher. Just because I'm going to watch that movie five times before I go back to that other one. If that makes sense.
0: No, it does. Actually, uh, I mean, the top three for me are almost interchangeable, I think. But I, uh, yeah, this was a hard list to make, by the way. Uh, I'm like, not sure if it was was last year where Suspiria was number one. I believe that was what was my number one. That was a pretty easy list to make. This year was not like that.
1: Well, in past years, like with The the Witch Mm -hmm. and uh, um, Under the Skin, it's been very easy for me to go, it doesn't matter about the other nine. I know what my number one is. I didn't have that this year. I'm looking right now. One, two, three, four. My top five you could interchange, uh, depending on what day of the week it is. They can swap. And I don't like that. I, I like when there's a clear victor in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, But actually, this year was just yeah, not one of these years. The, the top three are almost interchangeable, although on a rewatch of one of them, I would say it's definitely... I, I'm actually going to say number one and two are almost interchangeable to me, I guess. But, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Let's get on with it. Okay, so number ten for me is Midsummer. I've only watched it once, and this was the extended version. I want to get this this is the same gentleman that directed the I thought excellent Hereditary. Um Ari Aster. This was I love when movies like this, much like um uh The Wicker Man are it's it's horror set during the day. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another great example of where most of the horrific stuff in that movie to me was set during the day. I, that it's a certain special kind of movie that is able to pull that off and this movie did it. I when I watched it the first time, and I only watched it once. But when I watched it, uh, I'm like, man, this is a long movie. The director's cut is pushing three hours. Uh And I remember afterwards, I'm like, ah, that that was really good. But I probably won't be on my top ten. However, I continued to think about that movie uh for months. It's been months since I've seen it, and I still remember it vividly. So it's not like, oh, well, how did, did I really like that? It stuck with me is what I'm trying to say. And therefore I'm like, you know what? That was good enough to deserve a spot on my top 10 there. It's not quite as crazy evil as hereditary got, but there are some scenes in that movie where it's almost shocking. Like, Whoa, wasn't prepared for that. Uh, but very good, very culty, creepy movie. I think that you would like it, but definitely would want to break that one up into like two settings just because it's, it's quite long, but I would like to, at some point here, uh, your take on that one.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out sometime. Uh, number 10 for me is Dragged Across Concrete. And we, there might be some issue here with the release now that I'm looking at it, but it says, it says
0: 2018
1: on IMDb, but it also says March 22nd, 2019 in the USA. So I'm counting it as 2019. Yeah, that's when it was
0: really, it was, yeah, released here in the States in 19. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, once again, he's the man of the show. I've always defended that guy as being a good actor. And this is another example of him showing his range, uh, especially coming from that cell block 99 movie. The dude can fuck and act. And he's mm-hmm. funny. He's a comedian. He's not in these two movies, but go watch um, swingers. I, he's, he can do anything. Uh, and it's a damn good movie. And S. Craig Zoller, once again, Shows that he can make movies that make me wildly uncomfortable. The movie ends, the credits roll, and I'm like, oh, man, it was very well made, but I'm not watching that anytime soon. And then uh, a month later, two months later, three months later, I'm still thinking about that damn movie. Uh, So that is an effective filmmaker. Uh, That's it. Number 10 for me.
0: Yep, I love that movie. Uh, that that director is three for three in my book. I still think that Bone Tomahawk is my favorite from him just because it's it skewers more towards horror. But three for three. All three are fantastic movies. Or at least, I'm not sure if he's directed anything other than Bone Tomahawk, Cell Block, and Drag Across Concrete, but all three of those were fantastic. I think there was
1: something else. I do too. Uh, but I think Cell Block 99 would be my my tops for him.
0: Hmm. Uh...
1: He wrote Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich.
0: Ah, there we go. I love that. Nope, those are the only three he's made. Okay. Uh, Okay, number nine for me. I tried to talk myself out of having this on the top ten, just because it doesn't feel like it should be top ten, but I'm like, you know what? I loved this movie. I was never bored. It was just great all around, and that is Ready or Not. Uh, I, I... Love when one of those woman empowerment movies, not even woman empowerment, just the underdog takes on a bunch of elites and just whips ass. And that was this movie. It was gory. It was funny, fast-paced. And I love the crazy out-there ending. I This is another one where I'm just like, should it be in my top ten? And like looking over all of the other ones, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yes, it should. This was a great, great movie done on a low budget, uh, but done awesome i just i i almost have no faults with the movie uh other than i would i think i would have liked to see the bad guys get even more comeuppance towards the end but that's a minor quibble i guess yeah I, that's
1: a it's like a what what do you call it it's not even a criticism it's more of a creative oh i wish it would have been a little more like this not not even really a critique and i agree with what you're saying i wish that end bit would have been 30 minutes long mm-hmm. of that i'm <laughs> not going to spoil it but that thing hunting them slowly yep. that would have been delicious yeah yep. <laughs> but th- who knows we might have got that and not liked it we might we might have a- wanted the quick, e- quick ending
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah you really liked this movie too correct
1: Yep, we'll be talking about it later. Uh, number nine for me is Close. And some of these you're going to see pop up from my top ten of the roulette. Um, because, as usual, I'm always playing catch-up on the ears. I always say I wish the Oscars would hold off for five years because it gives everybody time to watch the movies. Uh, you know, I even being 40 years old, cinema is so much older than me, it takes a long time to catch up on the old stuff. I, I, you know, we got jobs. As, as much... As many movies as we watch in a year, which is way more than most people, mm-hmm. even some people that are movie enthusiasts, how can you catch up on, on uh, 120 years of cinema, you know? <clears throat> so you're, that's part of a, uh, me making an excuse for my list because there are plenty of movies I haven't seen. I'll be listing them later that could make this list. But for number nine for me, it is Close. Uh, the, it was a roulette that I had starring Noomi Rapace. You remember she's protecting the kid.
0: Oh yeah. that Um,
1: one. You watched it. I Mm -hmm. loved this movie and, uh, she's a female bodyguard hired to protect an heiress on the run from assassins. Simple, easy, but so well done. I, uh, Vicki Jusen, what else has she made? Another female directors. That's another thing we should check. How many female directors are on our
0: list, sir? Ooh.
1: I didn't even um, think about that tell, right? Yeah, I, I have a feeling not too. many,
0: if any at all.
1: I know one that's going to be on my list for next year. <laughs> I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Spoiler, spoiler for uh, a year from now. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, I'm trying to see what else she's directed. Nothing, nothing I know, unfortunately. But she gets a thumbs up for this one. I loved this movie, and I'm—that's one that I'm adding to my list. I want to watch that one again. <clears throat> uh, back to you, number eight.
0: Number eight for me is Ryan Johnson's *Knives Out*. One of the most enjoyable times I've had at the theater all year long. My wife loved it to the point where we—she stuck a bag of popcorn in, and that popcorn remained unopened because both of us were just riveted glued to the screen for the entire two plus hour runtime acting is great. The cast was perfect. Uh, the twists kept me engaged even after the midway point to where it's like, okay, now I know what's going on. No, 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 not quite. There's still a, a couple little twists and turns in there. This was one of those where I actually think it was good enough that this should have been like one of the nominees at the Oscars for best picture. Jamie Lee Curtis steals the show as does Daniel Craig. Uh, I honestly, I don't know if I have any criticisms at all about this movie. I can't wait to watch it again just so that I can see all the little clues along the way. Uh, but I loved it. I thought it was just, that's what I love about cinema is a movie like that. That just, it draws me into its world immediately. I love the characters. I love the pacing, the directing. Everything about it is just Perfect. And this is actually one, surprisingly, my mom and dad went to see this. I'm like, oh, no. And they thought it was great. They had issue with a lot of the language, but they thought it was great, which that surprises me. But there you go.
1: Okay, number eight for me. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because I've reviewed it on the show before, and I'm embarrassed that it's this low. But the only reason that it's this low on the list is because I don't know how often I would rewatch this. And this is exactly the spot where rewatchability comes into play on my list. It's fantastic. It might be a 10 out of 10 for me. There are movies on this list that might be sevens that I have higher. I'm not trying to knock this movie. It's fantastic. But it's a documentary. How often am I go back to it?
0: Oh, and he gets another call.
1: <laughs> yep, got another call. Ignored. Um, Apollo 11.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that one.
1: Well, it absolutely deserves a spot in the top. He's calling again.
0: He got another call, folks. He got another call. (laughs) Maybe he took the call. I don't know. Eh, You know what? Now that I'm waiting around on him, I might change my list a, a little tiny bit here. It wouldn't be a podcast if it wouldn't be interruptions from phone calls, kids, cats, dogs, significant others, the world blowing up, emergency trips to the bathroom, me doing this. What else? I've got all the time in the world right now. I could be going out there to get the last pumpkin cookie. Damn it. And I got to pee. And as soon as I as soon as I leave my office he's gonna be back. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. Oh it's fun. Man, I it's I am just having a I mean rock hard fun right now. Uh, might as well review a movie. Why not? Um Oh what could I talk about? Um metamorphosis, not the cool japanese produced movie about the lab and the puppet, stop-motion puppet thing, but no, 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 this is, I think this is, um oh, God, that movie was awful. Uh, metamorphosis. Some, some guy does a, it's a fly rip-off, does a serum thing, injects it into his eye, he's a scientist, and he starts turning into a, What we discover in the very end is a a man in a dinosaur suit. Uh, Much like Tammy and the T-Rex, except uh, much smaller. he's a a dinosaur. And um, you'd think that he would do some killing, but... mm, No, there's a lot of relationship stuff going on in that bad boy. Lots of talking and getting to know the son of this girl he likes. And they go on dates. and, And he's got issues here and there because of the serum he injected into his eye. And there's other... What the hell have I joined people, back into? And they're trying to stop him, and f- f- reasons for you know money, and oh, and it just goes on and on and on and uh, What are we talking about? Oh, metamor- metamorphosis. Uh, it's it's um uh, oh George Eastman directed it. Well, how you like them oh, apples?
1: Right back on the Blu-ray shelf it
0: goes. Yeah, oh, I've got that on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, it's 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 a double feature with uh, Beyond Darkness, which that's from uh, Claudio Freggasi <laughs> or Fregrasso, and ooh, 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 ooh. Um, But yeah, this one here. <laughs> oh, at the very very, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of TNA in there. At the very end, the guy in the rubber dinosaur suit, it stays on the shelf. You're already talking himself back into it. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, sorry, work. Just, Judas as priest. <laughs> I, I, dude. I hung up on him. Immediately, he called me back, basically saying, "No, you're going to answer the phone." Yep. And what he told me could have easily been a text message.
0: <sighs> I, uh, I don't have. I don't four. have a picture. I mean, you're. I'm just staring at a. What do you mean? My picture's moving. No. No, no, it's just you with so long every time hair I looking take a at call, me.
1: So every time I take a call, I gotta do this again, huh? Uh-huh? Just let me know when it starts working. I don't know it's working on my end. There you are <laughs> work, I'm important um number seven for you. Our eight was Apollo eleven. I didn't have much else to add to that anyway okay uh,
0: number seven for me is Dr. Sleep, and by Dr Sleep, I'm especially the director's cut. Both versions are great, but the director's cut flushes things out even better. Mike Flanagan is a great director. Ewan McGregor is a great actor. Actually, every, everything about this movie was fantastic. I, th- uh, I'm not sure the replayability because it's such a long movie. Uh, it's probably one that I'll revisit every couple years, but it's not like this wham bam 90 minute super fun horror movie. It's very heavy stuff. Uh, but, For the most part, pretty true to the source material other than the ending. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, criminally underseen in the theaters in 2019.
1: Number seven for me, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on as well, is Joker. I hesitated even putting it on the list, but I was like, you know what? I've watched this movie like four times, and I'm going to keep watching it. Even though it's very problematic, it's still... A movie I'm going to watch more. I, I still have issues with it, but... Uh, again, I, I even feel awful putting it above Apollo 11, But because Apollo 11 is like a 10, and Joker, is, for me, is about a 7-ish. Maybe a 7.5. But I'm going to watch it a lot more, just because I feel the need to, and maybe it's the comic book dork in me. Uh, I've talked about that movie enough.
0: Number 6 for you. Uh, Joker, for me, is number 6. <laughs> I I watched it a second time and maybe it was because I was I had food poisoning when I watched it the second time, but it didn't quite have the same impact on me as the first time. It's still a great movie, very heavy stuff. I thought that uh Walking Phoenix deserved the Oscar. Very well made. Uh it's, it's a great movie. Um I again, I don't think I liked it quite as much on a repeat viewing, and so I I don't know, I'm not sure where I'll stand on a third viewing of it but it's not one that i plan on rewatching anytime soon. uh it's still it's a very very good movie. i would actually welcome more of this particular universe. uh just more gritty i don't know smaller budget some somewhat smaller budget. mhm so
1: uh, Damn. number six for me is Terminator Dark Fate, and I would probably give this one about the same score as Joker, the only reason I put it above it is because I'm more likely to watch this one, uh, over and over, even though I haven't watched it, it's more, uh, uh, an accident that I watched Joker so many times, it was more like I was at somebody's house and they, hey, I got Joker, you gonna watch it? And I'm like, pfft, I, yeah, sure, I, I mean, what else are we gonna watch? Sure, I, that's fine. Uh, but Terminator Dark Fate, uh, when the movie is over, I don't feel... I don't feel mucky, and questioning myself, and why am I enjoying this, as I probably shouldn't, because it has a weird message. Terminated Dark Fate is is lighter, so uh, I've seen that one what three times now, and it's it's fun. Uh,
0: number five. Number five for me is Gaspar Noé's Climax. Um. I know you haven't seen this yet. Now, this was released in 2018 in France, but it did not get a release over here until 2019. And so I'm, I'm just gonna count it as 2019. Uh, it is, of everything on my list, this is by far the most disturbing movie. Uh, a distant second, I guess, would be Midsummer. It's, I know that our, our buddy Steve did not care for this movie, and it is, I, I will say it is a very different movie and I, I get why someone would not like this movie but it I was captivated and it is uh, much like irreversible it's just devastating in this in its own unique way it's just so oh this the awfulness of humanity oh it's true uh, sometime really? I want your opinion
1: I'm on... a <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for coming soon I'm halfway through climax oh and I'm Fucking bored. Oh, so was Steve. But, but 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 the way that that you're talking about it, the way you're describing it, I'm like, man. Apparently, I haven't got to the part yet because right now it's just people chit chatting. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. So you haven't got I'm there sure yet. I'm have, and I and I'm not I'm not like I'm gonna not finish it or something. I'm, it's not that. It's just I've been busy, and I'm watching. Yeah. I'm trying to I, this whole week. You'll see in recently watched. I've been cramming as many 2019 uh, movies as I can. And that was one I was trying to get through. I just didn't quite get it done yet. And part of the problem is because of the
0: subtitles. Yeah, uh, no, but, I understand. And and it's it's not an easy watch, but it's one that I've I mean, I so, far, rem- not,
1: so far to me like I I'm glad to hear you say this. You're giving me motivation to carry on because where I'm at right now. It's this is the tamest Gaspar Noe movie I've ever seen. They're just chit-chatting.
0: Uh I haven't haven't got to it yet. Just just hang with it. Oh, I will. But it's, there are scenes that are burned in my memory. And it's, it's by no means is it as graphic, I guess, as Irreversible was, which is hard to, you know, that's good, I guess. But it's, uh, I, I love that this guy, this director, just does his own thing. He just makes these weird... Challenging movies, and they uh, either love them, you hate them, or whatever. I, if you end up hating this, I will totally get it. I totally understand. Uh, But it really worked for me, and it's one that I keep thinking about. Much like your reverse I
1: mean, that kind of goes for any Gaspar Noe movie, doesn't it? Like, if you yeah. enjoy it, you do, and if you don't, you understand. Everybody else understands. You still yeah. need to see Love, sir. I know. Watch that movie t- two times in a weekend just because. Wait, I need another round to process. That. <laughs> and it's. It's not as hardcore as Irreversible by any stretch, but I thought that it just had some very real opinions on relationships in your twenties uh, that that I really kind of related to. Like, mm. yeah, wow, that's that speaks a lot. I that still, I I quite enjoyed that movie. Well, quite enjoyed as much as you can enjoy any movies. Um, exactly. And yeah. Uh, okay, number five for me is one that I just watched this week, and I was. Not interested in seeing, but I thought, ah, it was up for Oscars. It's 2019 release. I should check it out. And that is 1917. Mm. And I said that uh, I'm not a fan of the one-shot gimmick. This might be the finest example of how to do the one-shot gimmick correctly. I was very 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 rarely aware of the one-shot gimmick and i was hypersensitive to that stuff i'm always looking for the cut and i saw a couple of cuts but it didn't use it in the sort of manner of like braggy see see we're doing it we're doing it all in one cut can you see isn't it amazing it it did it in in just we're just telling a story and we're just trying to get uh, a convey. way it felt to me we're just trying to convey that the amount of tired a person can be because it's all taking... This is the same day. We're now on day one. We're moving on to day two. They did it in a manner that just uh, insinuated tiredness. Instead of just... Isn't it amazing how long this play on film is going on? The story was fantastic. The, it Sam Mendes, kudos. Man, this yeah. movie was so good. I... This was probably the best war movie since Private Ryan.
0: Oh wow! No Has there kidding. Been a better
1: one? Has there been a better one since in the in the, mid, in the middle there?
0: I mean, I, I liked love
1: Fury, but I didn't enjoy. Not I didn't feel like I was watching some event of cinema the way I did with Private Ryan and
0: this. Yeah, uh, Black Hawk Down, and I gotta say, uh, the Benghazi movie, I thought were both fantastic. Oh, 13 hours.
1: Was that 13 hours?
0: 13 hours, yeah. <sighs> Blu-ray's you... been
1: sitting on my shelf for like four years. <laughs> I really would I've like to watch that, that sometimes.
0: It's really, I mean, you like Michael Bay. It's a really good movie.
1: I'll check it out. I need to. I need to. No excuse. But anyway, I got 1917 off the list, and, and that'll be a Blu-ray on my shelf. That was a fucking good movie. Uh, number four.
0: I'm glad that you liked that movie as much as you did. I'm, I'm quite impressed. I was shocked. I was shocked, dude. If you go back and listen to the uh previous episodes of this show, I oh, was I know, talk, already talking
1: myself out of no, 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 thank you. Looks depressing, war. That was a fucking good movie, and oh, I mean, top to bottom, directing, writing, acting, everything. My 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 biggest complaint, I guess, a minor spoiler is is how quickly the one guy perished. Mm-hmm. I thought he should have hung on a little bit more because we were doing such a good job of building up his uh, his uh desire for finding his brother and and his friend who went along. It, we were doing really good with that. I just wish that whole scene had taken place like another 15 minutes down the road or something. Yeah. Uh, but it, it didn't. It is what it is. And there was some unbelievable stuff in there. It's not a 10. There was some unbelievable stuff in there as far as him jumping in the river and over the waterfall. And that was all very convenient and lucky, but... Uh, it was. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Nonetheless, that fantastic film.
0: Number okay, four. number four for me is The Two Popes. Uh, I went back and forth with this one, number four and number three, but uh, it's, uh, it's splitting hairs. Uh, getting to be splitting hairs at this point with the, the next couple movies. I loved this movie. This is one, uh, looking over the list, this is the only movie that brought a tear to my eye in uh, the top ten. Uh, this is a very emotional movie towards the end. Uh, regardless of where you stand on Catholicism and the Pope and all that stuff, the way it's handled um, and the way they handle Pope the current Pope Francis and his transition into uh, leading the Catholic Church is very touching and very, very good. The, they're, the acting from Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins is Oscar caliber, and they were nominated, they were both nominated for Oscars, uh, rightly so. But I give kudos to this movie for being over two hours, of essentially two men, two older men talking, riveted. I was, I'm like, it's not boring. Regardless of where you stand on stuff, it's such, there are such good actors. The conversations are so interesting about just life in general and their background. Uh, One being a conservative, one being a liberal, Uh, It. It was great. I loved this movie. I can't wait to watch it again. My Actually, my wife watched it too and she was like, yeah, she was like, that was a very, very, very good movie. So, uh, big thumbs up. That's That would be my, actually, that's my only roulette on the list that made the top 10.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, looking over my list, the only movie that brought a tear to my eye was 1917. There was a moment or two in there where... Really? Ah! Uh. Getting a little misty. I didn't... Go full bore, but it was... uh, It was touching. Uh, Number four for me is my number one roulette of the year. Dolomite is my name. Mm. And the only reason it dropped... Again, like I said, one through five might be interchangeable depending on the day of the week. But I dropped this one a little bit because it's a biopic. How often am I going to watch it? Honestly, rewatchability is down a little bit because I'm so familiar with the story. Still, a fantastic movie, and I... Really look forward to, when you're We're when you're in the mood for something black blaxploitation-y, I look forward to you watching that movie. I think you'll enjoy the hell of it. Uh, gotta keep moving on. Number three?
0: Number three for me. Now, this might be a bit controversial, but I am like, you know what? The Irishman is over three hours, so uh, this is fine. And that is A Christmas Carol, which kind of sort of is three episodes, but kind of not because it's all one big two hour and 53 minute thing. That's how it's presented. That's how it is on voodoo even is it's just one thing. Uh, and it, to me, it's That's fine. Uh, we yeah. can do
1: whatever the hell we want, dude.
0: Yeah. And to me, I'm like, it's and when I watched it, I'm like, there really is no breaks per per se. I mean, I suppose it's much like, like Dr. Sleep in chapter one, chapter two, whatever. They kind of sort of do this, but I'm like, this is a Christmas Carol story, but very R rated. I Dude, I love this movie. So much. The acting is so good and it's so dark. and Because the story itself lends itself to being very dark. Being visited by uh, a corpse that tells you that three three spirits are going to visit you. Uh, one is okay. The second one is a little bit more creepy. And the third one is just flat out, straight up evil. <laughs> um, hmm. Guy Pierce is fantastic as ebenezer Scrooge. I really liked that they... Uh, took the Scrooge character and made him like this 40-something year old guy. Uh, you know, instead of this really crotchety old guy, he's like a fairly well-looked, you know, good-looking dude. Um, throw some F-bombs in there. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I loved this. I highly suggest you watch this next Christmas season. I can't imagine you wouldn't like it. I cannot imagine, even just for Guy Pierce. My only complaint about this is, uh, even at pushing three hours, I, it should have been way longer. Uh, they really glossed over, uh, Ghost of Christmas future, which I understand kind of why they did it because they changed the story somewhat in this versus what I'm used to. Uh, so that's fine. But I, I was so into this movie, I wanted more. And I, I kept, I'm like, oh shit, this thing's going to be done in 20 minutes. And I'm like, and they're not near wrapping things up. They do and they do it well, but I, I could have gone. For a good half hour or more of this movie, easily. So, *Christmas Carol*—great movie. Well, you know the deal. I'll watch it if you watch *Scrooged*. Which, actually, you know what? Next year, that I'll take you up on that offer. That'll
1: be a good roulette for us next uh, yeah. Christmas time. Yep. Uh, okay, number three for me is *Ad Astra*. And the reason I bump this down a little bit is because of the material is a little bit depressing and. I, as far as James Gray goes, I've I'm looking over his list, and I actually I've been more of a fan than not a fan. I liked The Yards, I liked We on the We Own the Night. Uh, the Lost City of Z was very well directed. I just didn't like the premise and the ending. I thought it was stupid, uh, but that goes to that uh, what I always talk about with based on a real story. Okay, but. The people vanished and were never seen from again. Okay, well, you just showed me what happened to them, so that's not possible, since you don't know whatever happened to them. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, But Ad Astra is was all fiction and fantastic. What a... If nothing else, James Gray can shoot the shit out of a movie. It was beautiful, and like most of his movies, fairly devastating. As far as so the story are, are Really, so are, how many movies have I seen from, from James Gray? Um, um, run down the, Little Odessa, The Yards, We Own the Night, Two Lovers, The Immigrant, The Red Road, Lost City of Z, Ad Astra. That's
0: it. Um, I don't know if I've watched any movie from him. Well, I don't I, think I, I have. three of them. <laughs> the Immigrant. I've seen I... four. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, The Immigrant and Two
0: Lovers, that, that doesn't look like our... Yeah. Material. But I remember that, that Lost City of Z, you were very, eh, on that one. It was very well
1: directed, I just, I haven't, the same issue that I have with, uh, that Australian slasher movie that you love. Um, oh, Wolf Creek. Yeah. It's based on a real story. So then at the end, they were never heard from again. How the fuck do you know what happened to them then? Why did I just watch two hours of them getting tortured to death? If you don't ever know what happened to them. It's the same with Lost City of Z, it should end with them going on the uh, leaving, departing for that last expedi- a- a- expedition, but it doesn't, it shows what happens to them more or less. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, they were never heard from again. And it it's just a pet peeve of mine. Either you, they were never heard from again, or this is what fucking happened to them. It's not, yeah. here's what we think. It, you know, th- that's... I'm not, I'm not going to go so far as say it's offensive to me, but it pushes the boundary because you're profiting off of a real story. And if you're saying that they were tortured and killed, you're profiting off of them speculating that they were tortured. And it's weird. It's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not for me. Let's just put it that way. It's not for me. It, it, It was the, he shot the hell out of that film though. It looked gorgeous, but bad decisions were made. And I was not entertained.
0: Uh, number two for you. <laughs> two for me is Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Uh, one Best Picture of the Year at the Oscars. It's, this is so near number one for me, but I, I have to give it to something else. Uh, it's, this is a drama and riveted to the screen. I could not... So original and well-acted and tense. Um, it's perfect. I mean, I, I, there's not one thing that I can think of that, uh, I didn't love about this movie. I think I emotionally connected a little bit more with my number one. And that's the only reason, the absolute only reason why this is not number one is, is, I don't know. I, you know, you're watching a movie with subtitles and I wasn't, it's hard for me to to say, well, I'll I'll get to, when I get to my number one, that it will make a little bit more sense. But, um, it's, it's rightly so I am I, he, the right movie won the best picture of the year and the best uh, international picture of the year and that was Parasite cool uh, number two for me
1: is Doctor Sleep I recently watched the director's cut as you did and mm-hmm. I shared the same uh, pros and cons with it but what a fucking film and am I more likely to watch this than, some? Than, again, ask me tomorrow, it'll be 1917, ask me on Thursday, it'll be Dolomite is my name, this top five can be interchangeable, mm-hmm. but I kind of disagree with you, it's a very rewatchable film, and even though some of the subject matter is heavy, I know you, and you watch The Shining every other year, mm-hmm. and that will be immediately followed up by Dr. Sleep every other year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true, because I haven't pulled uh, a double header on those yet.
1: Yeah. It was phenomenal. I loved that movie. I'm so disappointed in uh, the box office that it did. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for Flanagan, but at the same time, that dude has not stopped making a movie. He's got another movie coming out very soon. He's just trucking right on. Keep going, sir. Yeah. And I'm willing to put money right now that your number one is the same as mine.
0: Go ahead. Mm, I doubt it. Nope, because okay. you already talked about this movie. Uh, Ad Astra oh. is my favorite movie of 2019. Really? I, uh, this movie, man, I, it connected with me more than any other movie. And uh, here's one of the main reasons is, uh, the subject matter of Brad Pitt's character and his estranged father. And I don't have the greatest relationship with my, with my dad, never have. And I just very, emotionally connected with me. And on top of that, the special effects were phenomenal. Not overdone, not overused. Uh, I like Brad Pitt's more subdued acting in it. Um, I, I, can't, I cannot wait to re-watch this one. Of all the ones on my list, when this was done, I'm like, I could probably watch this again right now. I could just stop, hit play, and watch it all over again. Uh, so... I also, and spoiler alert here, I also like the fact that, and this is a spoiler of this movie, if you haven't seen it, uh, there is no, in this, in this particular movie, there is no, or at least it wasn't discovered that there is no life outside of Earth. That was an interesting take on a science fiction movie, that, that we're searching for extraterrestrial life, and you know what? No, there is none. At least we haven't found any. Uh, we're gonna keep trying, but nope. There is, I was like, whoa, we're okay. That was a different take. I was not expecting that. I was expecting something in the end where I'm like, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones character was right. There is something. No, nothing. Or like,
1: or like a, a sunshine kind of twisty thing where yeah. somebody has an existential something or other. Yeah, okay. But there was nothing. It
0: was just emptiness of space and the loss of. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I don't know. Just the fact that. He was so disassociated with everybody, um, yet he sees how his father is, and then and this is still spoilers. And then in the end, he realizes what he actually has on Earth, which is a wife and a you know child and all that stuff. But it was I I watched every single special feature on this that I could get my hands. I mean everything. I watched everything about this movie. I read up about it after it was done because I loved it that much. So there you go. That's my number one. Nice. I heartily approve. I didn't,
1: I going into this, I had no idea what would be your number one. I guess my number one is going to be one of your honorable mentions. I'm sure. Uh, and I first round that I watched this, this would have made my top 10, but not my number one. And then the other day, you know, I'm in my office and I've got your voodoo on my Roku in the office. And I've got your voodoo on, uh, the backup Roku that I keep up in the bedroom that we never use. And if there's something that the wife happens to want to watch on your Roku, or your voodoo, then mm. I I truck down the other Roku and hook <laughs> it up to the TV and whatnot. So I'm I'm I was surfing around on your uh voodoo in my office and wife goes, Huh, what's that? I go, Oh, that's Da-da-da-da. Eugene bought it and it's it's up for you know, it's one of the best pictures of the year and it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh fuck, I wanna watch that. Whoa. Alrighty, let's watch it. So I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. The second round on this movie was a fair amount different than the first round, but that's usually the way it goes with Quentin Tarantino films, for me. Interesting, you okay. Once, you're trying to take it in. You watch it the second time, and you go, you know what? They're right. This movie does deserve to be up for Best Picture of the Year. Is it the Best Picture of the Year Oscar-worthy? I I don't know, because we'll get into the list of the movies that I haven't seen, but... I enjoyed the shit out of this movie the second time around. It was great. And hmm. the ending is so wonderful. And I I had to, I was very back and forth with myself on the first, on the ending, the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? That is so beautiful. I, I because I feel a little weird about like I said, taking history and then altering it. It's one thing if you know the history and then alter it the way he did with *Inglorious Bastards* and then with this, but the way he did it here, it it, it it's like a Marvel film. It's like an alternate re, uh, universe Earth re, Marvel film, and they do that in the comics. And he's grown up being a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me that he started doing this, and I find it fantastic. This is, it's a beautiful, beautiful reenvisioning of a couple of moments in our history that could have changed the course of everything, uh, at least of, for that night for those people. And the way that he does it is just beautiful. I love, I love the idea that I'm driving down the road. My tire picks up a pebble. It throws it up into the air. It comes down and bounces off somebody's windshield which causes them to swerve a little bit to the right and we don't have a head-on collision it's just fate it's nothing that can be organized or ordained it just little tiny things that happen that change the course of history and the way that he does it in this movie is beautiful i i and the way it's shot and the music it Oh, I enjoyed the hell of it. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I'm giving it number one of what I've seen so far. That always comes with that uh, uh, that asterisk every yeah. year from me.
0: Very impressed. I, and I've only watched that one time, so I, I'm I'm impressed that that made you number one. It, again, ask me tomorrow; it'll be Ad Astra. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I wouldn't argue that one bit. One one through five, all all five of those films were fantastic. I didn't have a movie this year that was. Uh, like I said, like under the skin or um, the witch, where it was just boom. That is it. That's yeah. the best movie. That's the one to beat this year. Uh, okay, uh, I've got movies I haven't seen. I've got honorable mentions, and I've got worst of the year. What do you want to do next? Um.
0: Well, I okay. I just have honorable mentions. Although I can pretty quickly think of worst movies. Uh, and I, okay. I mean, there's not many that I have not seen that. I'm like, I've got to... Like, the marriage story. I have no... I'm, I'm not going to watch it. So... <laughs> I know, but... I, uh, there are plenty of
1: movies I haven't seen, but th- I've got a list of movies that I haven't seen that I think might have the potential to squeak into the top ten. Let me g- okay. get through that real quick. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn, that was um, mm-hmm. directed by Ed Norton. A project of his for many, many years. He finally got around, or got funding and everything got it done. I... I I am going to watch that movie as soon as possible. It's a drama set in, like, the 30s, and it, 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 I, I love Ed Norton. I think he's fantastic creator of art, so I can't wait to see it. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, obviously I love Fast and Furious shit, but uh, there are a couple of movies on here. I, I mean, if I have a list with Terminator Dark Fate, it can obviously be replaced. Uh, Uncut Gems, I haven't got around to watching. Looks depressing, but I will. Uh, the Report... Um, Climax, I'm halfway through. Midsummer, haven't seen yet. And Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you watched that mm, trailer?
0: I have. Oh, yes, I have seen the trailer. I think that looks very good. It looks fantastic,
1: but I just haven't got up the gumption yet to watch that. But that could very easily take a spot on the top 10. Obviously, there's plenty of other movies I haven't seen that I just was like, nah, either I'm not going to watch it or it's most likely not going to be a top 10. But, uh, give me your honorable mentions.
0: Uh, honorable mentions for me are Avengers Endgame, uh, it was a great movie, but I, I don't know why I, did, I, I didn't want to think, i got to have that in my top ten. Nah, no. Crawl was another one that I really, really, really enjoyed. But on rewatch, it's a great creature feature, but not quite worthy of a top ten for me. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is on my honorable mentions, and I hate to even say that, especially because, you know, I've got stuff like Ready or Not on there. But I've only watched it once, and I thought it was fantastic, but I need to rewatch that. As it is right now, I just, I simply enjoyed my top 10 more than, uh, more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I, that could, like you said, that could easily change on a rewatch. Lords of Chaos had been on my top 10, and it was replaced by Midsummer. I went back and forth on those two, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, Lords of Chaos, for the subject matter that it is, is just, you know, a satanic Norwegian death metal band. It's a great movie. Uh, but I'm like, ah, uh, it's, not quite top 10 for me dragged across concrete almost made the list but i only have 10 spots
1: i'm Uh, surprised that one didn't make your list
0: i i know well i just i i went back and forth on it and then i looked at my list i'm like nope i i'm happy with my top 10 so these are just simply going to be you know we're talking like number 11 12 13 so if we just do top 20 they're they're right there (laughs) Uh Brightburn was on there. I've only i I've only seen that one one time, but I I loved it when I watched it. I'm not sure how it's gonna play on a re on replayability. I might find out about that one this coming Friday when I've got some friends coming up to watch some movies. Um I thought you didn't have friends. I don't, but they're they're coming humoring over. me. Yeah. They're they're humoring me. Um Pet Cemetery Remake, I don't care what anybody says. I thought that was really good. I like that they changed Things around, it was fine. It was creepy and unsettling. And if you didn't like it, then good for you. I thought it was great. I really liked it. Uh, I, this is more of a surprise than a honorable mention. I am surprised at how good the Aladdin live action remake was. Uh, better than the Lion King, which was fine, but I, Will Smith did great. He's not, He's not Robin Williams great, but he did great. It was to me. It was almost like that was an underdog movie, a big budget underdog movie that everybody was thinking was going to be a flop, and then it actually turned out to be a good movie. So it's more of a surprise, I guess, for me. Uh, the Gollum, a Netflix horror fairy tale type thing that I was on my top ten roulettes. Um, Haunt, which is on Shutter, I thought that was a great low budget. Uh, just, uh, a terror type movie. It' very, very good. The Furies is another one that I really, really liked. Uh, for horror, Uncut Gems, I hesitate to even put that on my honorable mentions. I, it's a great movie, and I think that Adam Sandler should have been up for an Oscar for best, uh, actor. However, that movie was very frustrating to me, and that's a, a compliment to the directors and everybody behind the scenes. This is supposed to be an aggravating frustrating movie and mission accomplished. Much like Good Time. I thought this I thought Good Time was a little bit better than this, but I was just frustrated big everybody's talking over each other and arguing and just nothing good happened for 2 hours and that's the way it's, that was how the movie was supposed to be. Anyway, I got Hurry up here. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, only seen it once, but I, you know what? Sorry haters, I thought it was a blast. Just action, it was great. Heavy Trip was on another one on my roulettes that I thought was just heartwarming. I thought it was very, very good. A, a, a cute death metal movie. Um, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats is on there, but that truly is more of a, Documentary mini series, but I wanted to at least give that honorable mention because uh, it was fantastic, as you can attest. It was great. Uh, just a couple more Irishmen honorable mention. Uh, replayability for me—that's mm-hmm. why it didn't make my list. Yeah, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Give me a director's cut, then we might uh, that the, the list might be a little bit different. And lastly, The Nightingale. Uh, that is from the director of the Babadook, which this is worlds better than that, but, um, it is really, really rapey. Uh, so, eh, but very, very good movie. So there you go.
1: Uh, other Ah. for me. Um, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Glass, um, Alita Battle Angel, Ford v. Ferrari, ready or not? It Chapter 2, The Irishman, Gemini Man, I'm halfway through, I haven't finished yet, but so far it's very entertaining, it I doesn't quite deserve to be the bomb that it was, and lastly, Everyone Go Fuck Yourself, Six Underground makes my uh, honorable mentions of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't compile a worst of, I have a worst of, That is uh, exactly two movies. And they're oh, tied. Oh, for... I was just going to say, I, I've got two movies. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Uh, my two are Murder Mystery and Hellboy. Get fucked.
0: <laughs> well, okay, now that makes three because uh, I forgot about <laughs> Hellboy. And by the way, we should clarify, like, these, this is not, like, roulette nothing. These are more, like... No, no, we don't. Mind. The roulette is
1: mostly shit. We don't even
0: include yeah. that. Yeah. Hellboy is number three for me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, number two is Lady in the Tramp, because just, no, nope. And number one worst movie of the year is Black Christmas, which can rot in hell for all eternity. Thank you very much.
1: Blu-ray on your shelf, isn't it? Just admit it. It's no, 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 Blu- no, no. Blu- the Black
0: Christmas remake. You...
1: Oh, I know what you're that talking was... about, but you also have watched uh, 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 The Silent Night like 17 times. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking bets, ladies and gentlemen, over under. How long till Eugene buys the Black Christmas re remake on Blu-ray? It depends uh, on if it's going to be un- a year. if it's, un- <laughs> if, it's un- <laughs> if it's unrated. It's February 25th. I- February 25th. I'm giving
0: it one year. <sighs> right that We'll down. see if that if that fake news comes to pass.
1: It's not fake news. It's it's just a prediction,
0: <laughs> Eugene. Uh, recently watched, you're up first. Ah. Um Color Out of Space. Just to wanna to make sure that I can review that movie and we don't want it out of time. This is the movie that I watched last night. And it is, as of right now, the best movie of twenty twenty. Richard Stanley directed really? this. Oh dude, this movie is fantastic. It's fantastic. Um Beautifully shot. With hints of Annihilation in there. Hints of that. Um, Nicholas Cage is... He doesn't quite nick Cage, Rage Cage out like he did in Mandy. But he's still... There's like, ooh, there's that little bit of crazy coming through. I like that. Uh, the subject matter is so awesome in this movie. Which I I had to rethink everything. Like when the movie was done... I actually rethought everything. I'm like, you know what? Um, it, here's a real quick. The plot is this family that lives out in kind of in the wooded area, uh, mother, father, and the three kids uh, one night uh, a meteorite crashes in their front yard. And then things start to change kind of like annihilation to where weird plants start to grow weird insects. It starts to change them. Uh, but it's not quite that simple as a meteor crashes and an alien parasite, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason for it there and how things play out messing with time, space. It's so good and weird as only Richard Stanley could do it. I'm impressed with this guy has not made a feature length movie in so many years and then just comes out swinging. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, some of the acting from the, uh, teen actors, I, I, I'm nitpicking hit right now, by the way. I, I guess was, the, the girl was a bit annoying to me, but she was supposed to be. Um, science fiction body horror, awesome. I loved it. The score was great. The, I love that uh, the annihilation type uh effect where there's like these cool crazy otherworldly colors. You know what I'm talking about like Annihilation oh, yeah. ad. Yep, okay. I saw the it's, trailer. Yeah, they double down on that in this movie here and there and it's I can't wait to rewatch it, especially going in knowing what to expect now and thinking because uh, I have a certain I'm not going to spoil it, but I have a certain thought process as to what is actually happening in the movie versus just, up, oh, Alien from Space, boom. Eh, there's more going on than that. So I gave it four and a half out of five stars. Uh, this one here, I'll probably, once it's, because I have the Blu-ray, it unfortunately it did not come with a digital copy. But I have a feeling that this is one that I'll want on my voodoo at some point just to have on my voodoo. So there you go. Of course, why not have it t- two different versions? <laughs> I fully approve of your decision to do
1: that, so that way I can watch Hi. it. Thank you. I you. <laughs> Uh, do uh-huh. one more. Uh, last, one more, and then I'll do one, a couple, and that'll be it.
0: Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Well, shit. I, I...
1: Next episode's going to be a review episode, because I've got tons okay. of shit I want to talk about. I'm not going to rush through it today, because we're already hour and a half. So.
0: Okay, let's end with a little bit of Venom. This has been a pretty uh, positive episode. I am going to... I to, you know what? Just, I'll I'll do the same. I'll do one pro and one venom. There we go. Okay, so the pro was obviously uh, color out of space. On the other end of the solar system, we have Shark Exorcist, that uh, a listener, Colin. St- oh.
1: huh? <laughs> I was going to well, say, why are Colin, you still
0: watching shark shit? Yeah, Car- Colin threw out the uh, the ice bucket challenge, so I had, or the, the actually the chum bucket challenge, and <laughs> so I had to reciprocate. Uh, but, one moment.
1: The Chum Bucket
0: Challenge. Oh, mission accomplished. <laughs> I failed. Um. Oh, this movie. Oh, you, and mean, you, fa- you mean you quit? No, 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 no. I watched it. I just I failed because I watched it. Um. <laughs> everything, everything, anything about this movie is fail. And as soon as I hit play, and the the font came up on the screen, I'm like, oh, I'm, no oh, I'm done. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. As, as soon as you see the font, you know, and we, we've talked about this. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the uh Windows 95 font or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here comes the non-actors. Oh, here comes the shot on what looks to be an iPhone 6 maybe. Oh, oh, like, oh, I can hear the wind blowing around because you didn't have a boom mic, I'm guessing. You're probably just using the mic on your camera. Uh, t- people talking and... Like, can't quite hear you because you, you don't have a boom mic. Oh, this movie, this movie. Oh, it's... I'm trying to think of the... Well, shit, there was, there was that one movie. Uh, um, sounds in the Sky movie. Is it worse than that? Oh, yes, it's worse than that. A- an hour and 11 minutes, and I would... If, yeah, gun to head, I would watch. I would watch Jizz in the Sky any in the day sky. over this.
1: You have changed the title of that movie so many times. It, it, it started with... <laughs> Coming
0: in the sky. Now it's jizzing in the sky. No, it's uh-huh. it just. Oh, this movie. It's nothing. It's it, it, some nun kills herself in the water. And then a cartoon shark with yellow eyes that's swing around fake water does nothing really um, because it doesn't really kill anybody. It's just it's a nun. Is there an exorcism? This... Huh? Is there an exorcism? Uh, I think in the end there might be... They go to a a couple... There's one couple that goes to an amusement park. They walk around for a little while... Playing games and talking. And then something happens with a shark, maybe. Or a possessed something. It's nothing. It's nothing. Like, the story makes zero sense. It's just awful, awful non-actors reciting lines. At least that Velocipastor movie... They're like, which was terrible, but they're like, it's better than that. Oh, that was better than this. Yes, because at least in that one, they tried to make a comedy. They're like, let's. It's this is nothing. So let's just let's try to make it a trauma type movie. This is nothing. They're the the story makes no sense. It's just, oh, I'm like, and just the fact that you couldn't get the sound right, oh there is a special place in hell for this movie uh, and it is oh it's shallow <sighs> oh, i want you to watch it so bad never and never. i want you to watch it like sitting on a chair like with with your eyes pried open like like in clockwork orange and your mouth pried open so that i can just force feed you puffs and just garbage so that you just get screaming diarrhea oh, i would i would love that
1: Oh, well, this got okay. really tortury and sexy real quick. Um, <laughs> okay, can I talk about a couple movies now?
0: <laughs> I guess. done. All right. <sighs>
1: Knives Out, I watched and did not make my uh, top ten or honorable mentions. This is a fine movie. It's fine. It's entertaining. It's a murder mystery thing, but usually you wait to reveal what's going on until the end of a murder mystery. And in this one, they're like, eh, let's go ahead and do that right between the first and second act. And then the rest of it is chasing our tail, trying to cover it up, and then, you know, I mean, we know this isn't exactly what's going on, so there's got to be some reveal, because it's a murder mystery, and then at the end we get the reveal, and it was amusing. I appreciated it. Ryan Johnson did a good job of directing it. It's a good Ryan Johnson movie. It... Doesn't hold a candle to brick as far as murder mysteries go. That movie was 10 times this movie, in my opinion. Again, not trying to dog this movie too much, but it, everything in it was pretty obvious, I thought. I thought it all kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. Um, it's, it's totally fine. I just, like most murder mysteries, I don't see the uh, appeal in the rewatch other than Brick, where it actually leaves clues along the way. Uh, but for me, I mean, it was just like a a very expensive and very well-made, I almost hate to say like a lifetime movie. Uh, it, it was fine. I just didn't think it belonged in the conversation of best movies of the year. Very much a movie for our parents. That's where this movie belongs. It's it, it, This would be edgy for our parents because they said some bad Well words. It was edgy. Yeah, yeah. For them. I thought uh, it was great. I loved it. Ah, uh, Your wife loved it. Uh, and lastly, let's talk about <laughs> The Lighthouse from uh, Robert Eggers. Is that his name? Uh, yeah,
0: Roger Eggers.
1: Roger Eggers who I love the witch very much, was very much looking forward to his sophomore effort, and unfortunately it turned out to be a sophomore effort, which most of the time is not exactly a home run. Most of this movie I was like, all right, all right, yeah, it's weird, it's cool, let's see what's gonna happen, where's the twist, what's happening? mm Mm-mm. mm-mm-mm, no, no, no thank you, no thank you, sir. No, thank you. I feel like this was... One half of this movie was great ideas. Absolutely great ideas building up to something that's going to be amazing. And the second half of this movie was... Now we don't really know where to go, so we're just going to peter around, and then we're going to toddle off into the nothing. (laughs) Nope. No, thank you. I, uh, very, very, very disappointed. And, and, and not even just because it's his sophomore effort and I love the witch so much. It's more, it's more of a disappointment because I felt that the first half of this movie really set up some fucking tremendous ideas, some tremendous concepts and places that this, these arcs could go. That would be really twisted and dark and weird and living up to what you're building up. But it didn't. It didn't go a fucking anywhere, in my opinion. It just Nothing. Roll credits. Oh, okay. Uh another thing too I, I didn't expect to be uneasy about was um I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we seen four three in HD? I I don't know if I've ever seen that before.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not uh, sure.
1: Cause I, I I've often said on the show that I, I'm totally cool with shooting in any aspect ratio that you want, as long as I get to see that movie in the aspect ratio that you shot it in, that you wanted it to be seen in. So I don't care yeah. if it's 43, widescreen, letter screen or letterbox, super wide, whatever the hell. And this was very much framed I, obviously he wanted it in 4-3, but it was very much framed in that way and it was framed in a way it, the, again, the filmmaking was on point. He framed those shots of them sitting at dinner in a very specific manner. They were both at the edges of the frame. It was a perfect square frame. It was a little bit low, so you feel uncomfortable as an audience member. It that, Beautiful, beautiful framing. It was just odd seeing it in HD. I, uh, go, I'm, I'm thinking back. What was the last full-frame thing we saw? Uh, Blair Witch? I mean, wide release? And that was not HD, mm-hmm. so, you know, you're used to seeing the camcorder style, but here it was, some of it was very, very HD, and it was just odd. It was just odd. It felt like something I'd never seen before, which made me more excited to see the second half of the film, which did nothing and went nowhere. <laughs> Bullshit. But we do get to see, I mean, they uh, they drank gasoline, and we get to see our pats just kill the dick out of a fucking bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that went somewhere. Nowhere, nothing, and and we get mermaid pussy. That was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Which,
1: if we didn't have the chum bucket challenge, mermaid pussy would probably be the title of this episode. But it's not going to be. So uh, uh, coming soon for you. And let's wrap this up. Um.
0: Uh, hold on here. Uh, I have the labyrinth, which is a Jalo movie. You know, be watching that bad boy. And, um, hmm. <laughs> uh, Dead Pit. And, oh, there's one with Yule Brenner. Uh, what the hell is that called? Uh, hold on here. Let me pull up what I bought. <laughs> there it is. Um, well, wait. Death Rage, starring Yule Brenner. Hey. Yeah, I in the labyrinth, and um, oh, a couple other ones I think. <laughs> oh, you look kind of bored and pissed. Um, oh, fascinating! Well, just
1: no, let's just keep on
0: treading water, buddy. Um, what do you got? Uh, oh, um, the boat watched that. I'll review that next episode, hopefully. Forty-seven meters down on caged watched that. And I'll review that scare pa- scare campaign. Uh, the last broadcast midway. I watched all of those. I gave Satan's Baby Doll a rewatch, so there's uh, all sorts of great stuff. Um, yeah, there's some other ones too. Um, but damned if I can remember any of them. Oh, Avenging <laughs> Force from Michael du- with Michael Dudikoff. That's uh, that's getting a rewatch.
1: Nice. Uh, coming soon for me, I have reviews of The Gentleman, Ford v. Ferrari, 21 Bridges. Been burning through the 2019 stuff. Yeah. And uh, Gemini Man, Climax, Birds of Prey. I am looking forward to talking about that one, but I want some more time to do it. Because I have feelings. Okay. Any, <laughs> anything else? you want to make it awkward and then we can get out of here? Um...
0: Oh, let me see what I got on my list here. <laughs> I because I, I closed out all my stuff when I was done reviewing. I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. Well, and then there was I forgot about recently watched, which threw me off. You're coming this here. Or? Oh, I didn't. Re- I didn't review. Dogs don't wear pants. I got to review that one too. So now we're back into. We're full on back into coming soon. Uh, White ghost. I watched that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chopping Mall, Beyond Darkness. Superstition Scarecrows. That's going to uh, do it for this episode, have... everybody. We'll uh, see you next week.
1: It's uh, hour 45. I, we got to... Okay. <laughs> hey.
0: The Haunting of Morella, The Night of the Seagulls, Zombie 5 Killing Birds. I, hey, I watched half of the car remake. Um, <laughs> Cellar Dweller. Um, Hollywood Horror House. That was one of the Vinegar Syndromes. Extra 3, which was just... Terrible. The Outing, Boogeyman, that's a Yulia Lamel movie. Uh, Soldier of War, what in the world is that? One, one half of a star. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then I'm all the way back up to Babe, which you did not let me review uh, all those weeks ago. Dead Air. See you I, next time. I, c- carry on, carry on. I can't, I can't make you stop. I can't make you go. What do you want me to do? Oh, that's I'm, I'm now. I'm starting to be spent. Starting. Starting, starting to go to limp. Yep, starting to go limp. He done coming. Yep. All right. I'll see you next week, sir. All right. Starting to go limp. That might make it. That might be it. Starting to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we? We're done now, right?
1: Uh, yeah. all okay, oh. oh. <laughs> right Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.